0: allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24 through 26, at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World.
1: Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
0: Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of
1: Well, hi everybody. I'm so excited. Not only am I back home in Hilton Head, South Carolina after being away for four months, but I'm here doing the show live with my guest here beside me, like in the studio. So it's very exciting. Candace Blair is a dear friend of mine. I'm thrilled to have her on the show. I'll tell you more about her in just a minute. But I want to remind all of you and tell those of you who don't know that this Saturday, just two days from now, I'm doing a charity workshop. It's called Awakened Living. And it's all about tools for finding greater peace and bringing more love into your life, how to raise your consciousness and just uh, be exactly what you came here to be, and a way to kind of judge where you are on your path. This is an event to raise money for always and forever animal. Hospice and Shelter, one of my favorite charities, and we have already raised about $12,000 for this Saturday. I am so grateful to all of you who have given from your hearts to this workshop. If you can't afford a donation, I'll be putting it online online free afterwards, but we would really love for you to feel the energy and join me this Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. So adjust to your time zone. You can find out more information at SuzanneGiesemann.com slash awakened. I really hope you can join me because this is one of my favorite workshops and those who have attended in the past have truly enjoyed it and learned a lot from it. All right. So my guest today, my dear friend, is Candace Blair. I found out about her when I heard there was this kundalini workshop yoga workshop but with sound healing added to it in the area when I moved here to Hilton Head and I went for the sound healing first and this woman played these gongs and these little (laughs) bells and these bowls and I just went out into expanded awareness like I never had before and as I'm experiencing this I thought here's somebody I want to get to know and reached out and we have connected and become good friends. She lives fairly near to me. But her story is one I'm just so eager to share with all of you because so many of you have started on the spiritual path. And many of you are like me, very left brain. You have what we call left brain careers. I was, of course, the Navy commander. Many of you in corporate world or or, uh, nurses, therapists, psychologists, so many of you come to me and tell me about your your very traditional careers, but you want something different. And Candace has broken out of the mold like nobody <laughs> I ever saw. So, Candace, welcome to the show before we go too much further, Thank you, Suzanne. It's a pleasure to be here. It's just awesome to sit here in your energy. We've been chatting for half an hour, so we're just already a little bit high. <laughs> high on life and love and vibrations. So I didn't tell her about any of the questions I'm going to ask. I have some here that my wonderful friend and assistant Lynette gave me, but I, I may not even ask any of them. I want to put you on the spot and say, if I had met you mm, 15 years ago, tell me about the Candace I would have met at that time. Well, that's, that's definitely a little bit different than, uh, than
2: us meeting today. Um, As I assume it would have been very different meeting you as a Naval commander. Um, You know, I was really 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, I was working over in London. I actually had um, started my investment banking career um, in 1998 in San Francisco and um, had made my way over to Zurich and to London, um, working as an investment banker there. And I was really doing, you know, the the fast paced, fast living financial lifestyle, Suzanne. I was, you know, working 60, 70 hour weeks. I was up. Yeah, I was up. (laughs) every morning, you know, at work at 5.30. Wearing um, what? Uh, yeah, wear, Jimmy Choo's and pinstripe suits, I okay. would say. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so as I'm sitting here cross-legged with no shoes on and crystals around my neck. Um, <laughs> so definitely a little different. But um, it was, I was definitely work hard, play hard, work out hard. Um, at that point, I had really lost touch with my spirituality. I was always searching. I was always someone who wanted to find my way to spirituality. I'd kind of lost a little bit of faith in organized religion, so I was a little bit lost in that way. I knew I was looking for something, but I was definitely on the train and the path of what society had told me was success. It was how much money could I make, Um, you know, and that came from me. I had a strict upbringing as well, military, but it was how much money can I make? How fast can I go? And my view of success was extremely different than it is now. Um, but very traditional at that point.
1: And how good were you at meeting those goals? The the money and I was successful. I was
2: pretty good at that. <laughs> I have to say. Um, you know, definitely type A, you know, left brain, very driven, um, and driven to be successful. It was a I mean, a man's world. We've talked a lot about that transition too. But, you know, sitting on a trading floor surrounded by men, um, and I loved it. I mean, this was not a transformation that happened because of a burnout. I loved what I did. I was absolutely fascinated every day wow. there was some you know it was something new something different um but you know I was missing a very significant part of my life and I was living a lifestyle which was very masculine I had completely turned off my the feminine side of me what, I didn't, what did what does that
1: mean to you
2: what what's what was not there I think having to I needed to be one of the boys I thought to really succeed. I definitely wanted everyone to take me very seriously. So like I like I turned off all of my sexuality I, we saw you as could well. See her.
1: She's talking with her hands like crazy and <laughs> drawing big boxes and very linear motions here. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
2: and yeah, so it was for me it was living in this man's being in this
1: man's world um, and I, I, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I was in the military, which was mostly men's world and boy, that's what makes the world go round. Absolutely. But when you're a woman, there's a lack of balance there. Absolutely. And I think
2: that that even went into my relationships. Um, it, but I, I had kind of, I wasn't tapped in at all to that kind of that creative side I'd lost. You know, I just thought, oh I'm not creative. This is what I do. And, When we can talk a little more about that, what I'm finding now that I have this balance, how that's really affected how I view my life um, so differently now that I'm working on coming into
1: balance. And how how did you handle stress in what not not well? (laughs) I don't mean did you handle it well or poorly, but what did you do to handle stress? I mean, uh, let's, I drank a lot of wine. (laughs) Um,
2: I mean, really my outlets, it was funny. I had tried yoga and I hated it. I thought this is so
1: slow. I need to jump ahead and tell you all, she is now a yoga instructor. So, okay. (laughs) So you tried yoga and hated it. I tried yoga and meditation. I thought this is just
2: too slow for me. I, if I was working out, I wanted to be doing, you know, like what would be the equivalent today of like CrossFit or it had to be high intensity. Drop and give me fifty pushups. Right? <laughs> exactly, and then, or you know, and I was going out. I was, I was drinking quite a bit, um, and I would say that that I lost some balance there for sure. That that was really my unwinding, particularly living in England. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who's English, but you know what I mean—champagne for breakfast. Um, but it was, uh, it was definitely. I didn't have a lot of really healthy ways
1: to. Um, release stress or anxiety at that point. You also worked and lived in Zurich yeah. for one in Switzerland. How long were you there? I was in Zurich for 12 years wow. and London for seven. So this is long term. This is a full career as a, an investment banker? banker yes. Yeah. Wow. So
2: I, I specialized in the Swiss stock market and Swiss equities. Uh, my client base was London-based hedge fund managers and portfolio managers, and I specialized in the Swiss
1: stock market. All right, so (laughs) how, what brought about this? So now let's just tell people what you do today. Then I'd like to back up and say, what brought about that change? And I just want to tell all of you, some of you may be saying, what does this have to do with messages of hope? This is a show, the host is a medium. Anything that raises our consciousness helps us connect to the greater reality, helps us connect to ourselves inside and to know who and what we are. So I like to bring in a variety of guests and and when we live our passion and live our truth, then we align with our path and why we're here. And so this is this is the story for all of us today. And Candice, is a great one, so
2: today, <laughs> so today, so um, it 's actually all about raising your frequency and um, elevating our consciousness now. Um, I am a Kundalini yoga teacher it 's an ancient form of hatha yoga, um, but it brings in a lot of things additionally to the physical practice of yoga. It brings in meditation, mantra, uh, mudra so it 's a little bit expansive it's a, some people would definitely say it 's a bit more of a spiritual uh, type of yoga. Um, then bringing in, I'm a sound healer. So, um, you know, I'm trying to get Suzanne to, to do a gong show with me now. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: We're going to spend the second half talking about sound healing. So this is a great yeah. show. Okay. Yeah.
2: So with the sound and I also, um, have trained extensively with a shaman, um, to work with, uh, I particularly work with ceremonial chocolate, which is a high vibration plant medicine for opening the heart and releasing negativity.
1: Now, I'm hearing this through your parents' ears. I've met your parents. You had a uh, tie and I to your house with your parents, lovely, lovely people, and they're very traditional. And I want to know what they thought when you said, I'm giving it all up to go be a yoga teacher and a sound healer. Yes.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I remember it. It Do was you? Christmas. It was Christmas in 2016.
1: Not that long no, ago. Not that long
2: ago. I the, the thing about the transformation is it really was an evolution, not a revolution. So, I mean, it was. If can I go back just quickly what that Absolutely. trigger was? Yeah, I want to hear when I it was in 2012. I, you know, I, I was having chronic back issues that I couldn't get rid of. And I really it was really becoming debil- debilitating. And I'd been to a ton of traditional doctors and Finally, I had someone say, hey, you really need to go um, to an energy healer. There's, You've got some things that are stuck. And I mm. thought, I, at this point, I will try just about anything. Yeah. And I walked in, and I was in tears. and it was From the pain? From the pain. Wow. I mean, I was just really, uh, I'd been uncomfortable for quite some time. And I walked in, and his name is Sam Kankanamage. And he works, in, he's got a clinic in London and Sri Lanka. He's a beautiful Sri Lankan energy healer. And he sat me down and he did, he tapped all over me and did his thing. And I thought, what in the
1: world is going on?
2: <laughs> and then he says to me, "Candace, there is nothing wrong with your back. He said, I'm filled with
1: goosebumps right now. <laughs> so this is,
2: listen carefully, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he said, your liver has probably not taken enough of a breath. Oh my gosh. He said, I want you to stop drinking for a month. And this was, you know, I, it, I, you know, I was just having my wine. I didn't think, oh, this isn't. We said no. It's pulling down the right side of your body. And he said, uh, and I will tell you, I'm not proud to admit this. I was smoking about a pack a day at that time. He said, you haven't taken a
1: breath deeper than the top third of your lungs. Did, had you told <clears throat> him your history or so? Uh, did you tell him you drank and smoked? Uh, yeah he'd asked me a little bit about my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And
2: he's like, and your energy's all over the place. You need to ground down. I want you to come to Kundalini class next week. You're going to, you need to sit down and just sit all the way down. You know, you need to get in there. And I went to this class and it is one of those stories where I went to the class and I walked out and I thought, well, there you go. I felt so connected. I mean, they had me doing Kundalini's a little funky for those of you who don't know. You never know what's going to happen. And they had me chanting and breathing and doing all this crazy stuff. And I loved it. I, and I <laughs> walked out and I felt so high. I felt so connected. I wanted to hug everybody. Oh, my gosh. I felt like, oh, my, I've got to come back. I, I felt wonderful. Wow. And so that, um, that, Became a regular practice, and when I saw what was happening to me—that I was slowly getting—I was more focused, I was less stressed, I my back got better,
0: wow. <laughs> you know, with no um,
2: drugs. Yeah, exactly. And I—I was—I was slowly because this was happening. I was drinking less. I was doing like, and this started to evolve. And Sam, he said, well, if you're look at you, you should take the teacher training and you'll understand more. And I thought, I can't take a teacher training. I I've got 60 of work, 60, 70 hours a week. He said, you'll find a way. Huh. And I signed up for my teacher training and for a year and a half on the weekends. Whoa. I,
1: I studied to become a teacher. Well, there's where that type A personality (laughs) helped you because you're like, you're not going to do something halfway, right? Well, that's exactly
2: right. And, and it was challenging, but it was, I was starting because it was so different, Suzanne. I think that was what was interesting. It was so different from my work life and Mm. it was having such a big impact Um, I was just fascinated by it. And as I was studying my, my, my teacher played the gong all the time and she was going to Australia or New Zealand and she left me her gong for three months. (laughs)
1: Oh (laughs) no. Exactly.
2: So that kind of, I got to play, I started playing more and, um, Kundalini is a wonderful—it's um, your shakti energy. Everyone has it, men and women. And when you ignite this energy through the practice of breath work and movement, it helps you to tap into and balance that masculine and feminine. So all of a sudden, mm. you know, I'm kind of like tapping into this creative side. I'm playing music. You know, yeah. I'm just—I'm feeling. I think I was becoming more aware of my body. Um, mentally, I was
1: just seeing things a little bit differently boy if all of you listening are like me you're like i want some of that <laughs> and we'll tell you how to get some of that but uh exactly so did your friends notice a difference yes mm. yes i mean i think
2: um i'm sure many of you have experienced when you kind of go on this path there's this beautiful side of starting to awaken up but not everybody likes that um there tends to be you know I think we find as we raise our vibration and become more conscious there, we attract people in that, those circles as well. And we kind of elevate those around us and the people we surround our ourselves with elevate us mm-hmm. too. But then you also, it can cause problems because you, some people aren't going to like these changes. You know, I know for me, it was a slow process of um, you know, really treating myself better, choosing to do different things on the weekends. I wanted to go to a sound healing. I wanted to go to, um, a retreat where I wasn't drinking and I was eating vegan. And, um, so you eat, excuse me, you
1: eat meat now. I do. I Uh do eat meat. Yes. Uh So, um, but it was, it was, I know because you almost set the house on fire. (laughs) cooking steaks (laughs) telling a story about the fire i know
2: (laughs) this is true i did have i have twice now had to use my um what is it called my extinguisher fire extinguisher
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) you may not want to invite me to cook at your home (laughs) so that was 2012 when all that started and in in the course of four years what did you you just saw that you wanted to make this your life or was it I mean that's a drastic change drastic um
2: it became I was began teaching on the weekends it I started Ah. playing it it made me better at what I did I will say my last two years I was the number one salesperson like I was Absolutely. I was chanting in the boardroom. though. Like, (laughs) mind you, I'm taking my teacher training. I'm booking 30 minutes in the boardroom. I'm chanting at lunchtime. I mean, but I had a great team and they could see that it was working. They could see that it was working. And, um, I really, I felt wonderful. And my, but my life was evolving so much. And there, there was a point where it just became, I didn't want to read another research report, a whole new world, a whole door had been opened mm. and my teachers were like, no, don't leave. Cause we need more of you in these types of businesses uh-huh. to help. And I said, no, it's, I loved, I mean, I sat down to teach and I have to say, I was like, this is what you're meant to do. Mm. And so for me, it was
1: teaching something that could really, really help people. So- you did you actually say I'm gonna give up this this work this business career completely to teach yoga and yes. sound healing? Yes. And what did you think did you have a financial plan, being a financial
2: planner? Ever uh, let's say every financial plan said, do not do this right now. You must, you should stay and stay at your job for the next five to ten years. This is mm-hmm. crazy. Why would you give this up? I mean, I knew that if I wanted to make this change, I had to significantly alter my lifestyle. Like that was just, I mean, I'm 47 for the, you know, I mean, I, you, I had to significantly alter my lifestyle if I wanted to mm-hmm. begin again with this work. And for those of you who don't know, the average pay of a yoga teacher is, oh. no, is a lot different than a stockbroker. We are just <laughs> talking about that.
1: It's stunning. Yes. Stunning.
2: So your parents. Yes. Yeah, so Christmas, I came home
1: 2016 and And you're in your mid forties and we really don't need to care what our parents say, but still I do.
2: (laughs) I love them. You know what? I do so much. And you know, I just said, I kind of looked at myself, something really important to tell you, you know, I'm I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move home and this is what I'm going to do. And I think it, I think it helped that I was moving home because they not, were missing Not in me.
1: with them, no. right?
2: right? <laughs> no, no, exactly. Not in with them, but moved back to America. I think my parents, I've been gone for almost 22 years. And so, um, you know, I think they were happy to have me home and my mom will say, you know, I always knew you'd be a great teacher. And my dad was a basketball coach. So I kind of feel like, all right, I am in the family business. I'm, you know, yeah, I coaching. am teaching and coaching <laughs> and, um, I think they could just see that how happy I was.
1: Wow. And she, it, she exudes happiness and love and peace. It just, uh, I want you all to check out her website. It's soulfiresocial.com. soul dot com. soul social. Where'd that name come from? I I was really just thinking about what, what everything meant to me. And I really
2: felt like Kundalini and all these things had set my soul on fire and I wanted it to be, you know, a a place where everyone could come together, uh, like a social place where
1: people could unite and work together as a community. So it just kind of brought all of the elements. And so if people go on your website now, they'll find out she's offering all kinds of online Kundalini sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a wonderful opportunity that people can anybody listening can join in with you. When's your next class? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So tomorrow <laughs> we can all be doing Kundalini yoga together with Candace. <laughs> How cool is that? And I wanna tell you, she went from this high salary to we were just talking about this before the show started, to she goes to one yoga studio to do live classes. She takes home twenty dollars from the studio if you don't mind me telling that's not per student that's what the studio gives her i was absolutely stunned stunned she does this because it's her service she loves it she loves the connection with people but you can't live on that so if you do join her it's by donation and if you were going to attend a class in person it would be easily 18 to 20 dollars a shot and so online please (laughs) donate 12 to 15 at least this is at literally uh her this is her word life's work it's just so cool uh you said to me you know if you have you if you had told me my job would be bringing groups of women together yes you know finish that sentence yeah i i i really would have i would have not believed you if you'd have said that to me the 10 years ago Mm -hmm.
2: uh you know i think I kind of always thought you'd get a group of women together and it would be, you know, like, uh, I thought of it like, uh, I, I don't know what I thought, Suzanne. <laughs> I just, I think I just thought, oh, I work with the men, it's straight, it's directed and this. And now, like, I am just surrounded by the most brilliant women who are doing such magical things. But you have men, men can come to classes, right? Absolutely. Yes, both. Um, But now I lead, I love to lead um, kind of classes with both men and women, but also now there are amazing opportunities, I think for women to come together. Um, I do a great new moon ceremony as well. And just, I, I, it's just changed my whole perspective Uh on,
1: on, on gatherings in my community. I just, you just, you just, What is the word? I'm fascinated by you because I remember I saw you doing the gong session and didn't know your whole background. Then I went on your website and I hope all of you will go to soulfiresocial.com. Just it's those three words, soul, fire, social.com and look at the photos. She wears a turban (laughs) and she's not wearing a turban today. What's the little phrase you say about (laughs) the broker who bought a turban? Yeah. (laughs) Why do you wear the turban? So the turban is a
2: tradition, uh, that comes down from Kundalini yoga because it actually comes from a Yogi Bajan who brought it over to the West was a Sikh. So, He wears a turban, but that's that's not it because it's obviously not a religious practice. But when you wrap a turban around your head, you're hitting some meridian points in the skull that pulls everything Uh together. Also, it just kind of tightens everything up for meditation. But think of it like a hat. Kundalini yoga, you're trying to ignite this fire inside that's in the second and third vertebrae, a Shakti energy in everyone's body. And when you stimulate that, you're trying to work on the flow of energy, working through emotional, physical blocks in the body. So you're kind of putting your cap on tight. So you keep the energy up and in. And so um, it's just a wonderful way also of crowning yourself as a teacher. When I put it on, I feel like now I'm ready to go. Ready to
1: work and do it. And at first, you know, for our Western sensibilities, you kind of go like, What's that all about? Why is she wearing a turban? But it, it just it fits you in mm-hmm. that role. And it, you're beautiful. She's gorgeous. You have to go <laughs> online you. and... and- really check out the photos, but attend a session. You have videos. You've put past sessions on YouTube. Yes. So you don't have to attend live. Yeah. You can look on Soulfire social. If you go to the video page, it links you. You can see the
2: videos, there: meditations, uh, yoga classes, and they're always being
1: updated. And so this is total body, mind, and spirit. The way you said it healed your back and your, your energy and spiritually <laughs> just is- you're a different person. Mind, right. body, soul, connection. That's what it's all about. Wow, it's all about the connection. So that's the backstory to the present story, which is <laughs> fascinating. Come back after the break, and now we're going to get into the sound healing. We've talked about gongs. Wait till you hear what she does with sound and how you can benefit from it as well. Interesting.
0: You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Candice Blair as much as I am. I wish you could see her here with her beautiful hand motions and her beautiful smile and sparkling eyes. We spent the first part talking about her transition from investment banker to her current work, her passion for Kundalini yoga, meditation, sound healing, cacao ceremonies, which we may or may not have enough time to talk about. But, uh, I want to just quickly, before we move on to the sound healing, say, how are you making this work financially if you're getting $20 for a yoga (laughs)
0: session?
2: Well, I think... It's been quite quite an interesting
1: transformation
2: in terms of uh, adjusting lifestyle. Um, it's kind of nice that I only really need to wear yoga clothes now. So uh, uh-huh. my, my let's just say my shopping days um, are, are are definitely over on the high on the high streets of London. Um, but when I came back, um, one of the a great kind of idea came up where I found a really beat up old house um, on the island and ended up renovating it. But what I do now is I live in it for nine months of the year and then I rent it out to the tourists during the summertime. And that's when I really take off and go traveling. So Suzanne and I had, were able to meet in Sedona this summer um, to practice the gong a little bit, but it's, it's, I kind of go and share what I do with uh, different studios um, And it's an opportunity for me to kind of, um, you know, make some money running out my home. I travel and I do so very lightly and I stay in little casitas or one bedroom basements and save that money, um, put that towards the mortgage and towards kind of this lifestyle going forward. And I said, I'm doing the classes and everything donation based and people are really honorable and have been really wonderful. COVID's been hard just because there's really just no visibility.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, I think the key thing that I keep learning is that I have to have faith, and yeah. this is not something that sticks up well. I know for those of you out there thinking of making a change, that's when it gets tough to explain mm-hmm. because we don't always have clarity. That keeps being shown to me, COVID especially. It's like I had a plan, I had another plan, and it just kept changing. Um, but because of the tools that I've learned, The yoga helps teach the neutral mind. It helps you to pivot. So all of these things, I'm able to take the experience, find the positive, utilize it, and, you know, transform it. So right now, it's so important that people can access meditation. It's so important that people have these tools to keep neutral, to not get stressed. So there was never a time where what I do is more important. It's just getting the word out there and having faith that it, the right things are gonna come at the right time.
1: Wow, I love that. Uh, so, speaking of having tools, I said at the beginning <laughs> of the show that I discovered this, the beauty of gongs. I had attend, I'd learned about gongs at some conferences I attended, but to be able to sit on the floor right in front of you doing a gong session was fabulous, and you beautifully offered a private session, a healing journey for Tai and for me together at your house. And it was so awesome and really beautiful when Ty said, that was the most spiritually transformative experience of my life. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> to hear that from my my soulmate, my life partner, to hear that, I was like, I need to get a gong. <laughs> and, and so I have invested in a gong, actually two now, and I'm really into sound healing with the gongs. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but for – my personal use. I love it. We'll talk later that that gongs are quite pricey and I'm not telling everybody to run out and get a gong. I want to say that again, do not run out and get a gong because you heard it on this show. Uh, It's a huge investment, but we're going to talk about sound healing in general, not just gongs. You can use other things. So (laughs) tell me, uh, tell us about what is your definition of sound
2: healing? Yeah. So when we're talking about sound healing, this can be a wide variety of of ways that you can utilize frequency when it's not available in person, um, like different radio frequencies. You can even go online and Google on YouTube binaural beats, um, things that can help you to calm your mind, wonderful things to fall asleep to. Um, So there is the frequency. But then we're talking about vibrational healing. And these are the tools you use that are so wonderful to come to live in person. I mean, you can certainly listen online to bowls and gongs, but I think Suzanne and I would both agree there are some very special about experiencing these vibrational tools in person. Mm -hmm. And I would say, um, crystal singing bowls, the Tibetan metal bowls, uh, gongs of many forms. These are your vibrational healing tools. And why, what does that exactly mean? Like when we're using sound as sound healing, we're playing these instruments and they create a vibration. The waves are vibrating and what happens Physiologically, it's quite fascinating. You are able to take um, your normal brainwaves beta. So this is your thinking mind, right? It can shift you from beta to theta. And this is the gong in particular. The bulls also do this, but timing wise in 30 to 60 seconds, Hmm. there's no pharmaceutical. I mean, unless you really, you know, I don't know who the doctor is, but there's really, it's faster than a pharmaceutical to get you into this state. Now you can meditate but that could take you 20 hours, you know, to get you into that state, depending on your, you know, your level of practice. Um, so the gong is so spectacular in allowing you um, and these tools in person, allowing you to just drop from the thinking mind to the relaxed, mm-hmm. meditative mind. And that's what's so great, because I will say. I hear more often than not, I can't meditate. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, well, you don't live. We're not on a mountain in Nepal all by ourselves. You're getting hundreds of thousands of inputs of data a day. So sometimes you don't want to sit there and just quiet the mind, but you can lay back and receive. And that is key as well. These sound healings are about giving people the opportunity to do nothing but receive good vibration high vibration frequency that's calming their mind it also has a wonderful impact on your blood on your circulation there is a phenomenal youtube video an australian doctor took someone's took a group of people's blood before and after a sound healing before most of the blood the cells were kind of just nah the looks it looked like the plasma it was a little bit like milky and it was a after the sound healing strong vibrant cells it's clear Mm -hmm. i mean it has this ability to separate the cells and really get pushing through now on a slightly more esoteric note those who are um you know familiar with the energetic systems like the chakra system or even um, your chi what the gongs and the bowls do is they help to shift energy in the body Now, this is whether it's yoga, chanting, any types of these modalities. What we're trying to do is get you back into flow, your body, your balance. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we carry as humans when we're born, we're really most people are very much in flow. Babies, you know, they're in flow and through physical and emotional Things that happen in our lives, we get blocked. And a lot of people say your your chakras get blocked or you get blocked in your system. These tools are absolutely one of the easiest ways to start to work on shifting those energies. And I always say at the beginning of my sessions, remember it's sound healing, not sound fun, because it can make you uncomfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, some of
1: the sounds, they're
2: kind of dis- discordant mm-hmm. yeah, and piercing. It can, it can cause the first time, you know, you can get a little anxious. Um, and that, i um, I was like, well, it's working because, you know, we hold on so tight. Some of us take our emotions, we stuff them down and we don't address them. And this is, you know, cause it's also, it's, it's a
1: very fast way uh, to relax you, but it's also a fast way to work through those blocks. Well, I just want to interrupt and say in that private ceremony that you did for time for me, I had just the day before been diagnosed this pain in both of my feet was arthritis in my big toe joints. And I thought, geez, at this age, I don't want to have pain when I walk for the rest of my life. We love to hike. This is not acceptable, (laughs) you know, and it disappeared. In that one-hour session you did for us, it was gone. I hadn't taken any Motrin, nothing, no aspirin, nothing. And it was so obvious, the difference. And now that I've been doing the musical sound healing daily, I don't take Motrin at all, and I have no pain. We hiked all summer, no pain. That's just a one-point check, as we would say ty and i and the navy term there but uh you probably have stories of, besides your own back healing of others
2: oh my god absolutely and i have to say i'm just on that i haven't taken and i don't even keep advil in my house anymore i should wow. take it like you know all the time for anything and i mean i just these vibrations are healing as well and i know you asked about the difference between the bowls and the gongs just to be clear on that these these different instruments the gongs um There are many different types of gongs that you can buy that can be, um, tied to kind of, um, well, let's just say there's there's a variety of different gongs that can be tried to astrological signs, etc. Um, but and do, they all have different frequencies, and so they make a variety of different sounds. I have a gong that's for deep healing. I think the sun is the ones that you have. Is there a particular just kind tr- of transformation? Transformation, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So there and and so the the gongs all have their own kind of special residency. They're all uh, their own Hertz. Um, But the bowls in particular are very interesting because they resonate the different like A, D, F is your heart chakra, F is for the heart. And so you can buy bowls and this is a little bit um, more economical way to get started. You can buy a bowl. To the energy center which resonates most with you, where you feel you need the most work, and they're just so beautiful to play because they can really help to shift, um, you know, blockages in the specific energy centers.
1: And I find this interesting because now when I sit down to play my gongs, I can play for fifteen to twenty minutes, and it and it, the time just. There's no time. I just go right into that meditative state, but I never found that with a bowl. So how do you recommend people use a bowl for themselves, not not going to a sound healer? How would you sit with, if you just had one economical bowl, how would you use that (laughs) to heal
2: yourself? I think you're right. I mean, I have to say I had two bowls for a while and it wasn't until I had three that I really enjoyed and could get kind of lost oh, okay. in the sound. Um, the smaller metal, like Tibetan-based types of bowls, you that would be, yes, exactly, that you can use. <laughs> um, but if you're working, say, with just one bowl, say it's an F bowl for the heart, just allowing yourself to create that beautiful sound with your mallet on the bowl. And I would recommend breathing with it or even listening to a guided meditation while you're doing it. And that will allow you to bring in those vibrations into the body.
1: So how important is intention?
2: Very important. So, um, they say particularly that these instruments play you, and this is particular for the gong that, you know, when, when I sit in front of the gong, I always say, I'll have a little chant that I say, and it is my goal to be able to drop my ego and not play for the performance of it. But I'm meant to try and tune in to the people that are in the room. And in that way, you're able to kind of start to play the gong in a way and in places that might resonate with the energy centers, people are blocked, but you're playing the energy for the energy in the room. It's why it's always different. It's never the same. You yeah. know, you can never, you, I still, to this day, I make sounds on my one gong. I can't even believe
1: it. I go, what? I've never heard that before. It's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. Now gongs don't really translate well to video. You you really need to feel that vibration pr- in its presence. But do you have any videos of yourself playing the gongs online so people could see? I think I have, I have. I'm I'm I have to say I'm working on there.
2: I'm working on getting a higher quality video in the sound. There is one if you have a look um, on the YouTube or on my website that says Sedona sound healing, where I just did the sound healing retreat with a beautiful bowl player in Sedona. And, um, and that video is on there and you can get a little flavor for it. So what happened at the sound healing retreat? So we did, it was beautiful. We did two and a half days and talked a lot about kind of the theory behind these different frequencies, talking about the brain brainwaves, um, how sound is being used in many more kind of medical environments now hmm. um, to um, there's quite a few places where they're using the gongs or bowls for in cancer studies as well. Um, Cause it also is de-stressing, you're releasing, you know, bringing you into that state of flow, lack of stress. And we know bringing you into a place where you can heal better. And if it has that effect also on your circulation, um, all of that is wonderful in more of a clinical setting.
1: And so as a medium, this is why I love these modalities, because it's all about the, the, the body of a medium is the vessel, is the mm-hmm. instrument. So the more clear this instrument is, the clearer the connection when I connect with people's loved ones across the veil. So any of you who are interested in connecting across the veil with anyone in the, the other realms... To clear out the gunk, to be balanced, to be in that state of flow, all of these modalities help with that. And the kundalini yoga as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're all, it's all vibration. And even when you bring in the plant, that's
2: vibration too. So, you know, we're working all of these instruments, even meditation, when you're, if you're chanting, if you're humming, every, all of these things that are sound are to elevate your vibration. You're creating vibration and um, I love to chant now. I mean, I never used my voice before, but it's one of my favorite things to do. Use my own voice to create a vibration and an elevating frequency.
1: Huh. Um, and
2: you're kind of you're creating a vibration in the body, but you're also sharing it then out with the world.
1: I remember going to one of your sessions <laughs> with my friend Irene, and I said it's a Kundalini session, and we showed up, and you said, "Oh, you picked this one, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and I picked, I didn't realize I was. Per- picking a particularly challenging one. Oh my god why are some of these more challenging than others and tell them tell the listeners why it was challenging. <laughs> so
2: challenging well so ah. the
1: the difference in kundalini from say
2: your traditional vinyasa which is probably what 90 percent of uh, yoga studios around america are vinyasa based studios and it's kind of like we've taken the physical part of yoga and put it into a studio although i think the demand for something more is definitely Coming. And that's one thing I really love about Kundalini is it brings in breath work, which is also energy, yeah, right? Our huge. life force energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really always like start classes with that to help people come into a bit more alignment. So we use that pranic energy, you would say. Um, then using the movement um, to shift the energy. And this is just a it's it's kind of interesting just to see how the classes go. Then you actually lay down for your resting period. And that's when you play the gong because that helps you to integrate everything you've done. Mm -hmm. Then all of that, and this is what we forget, all of that work is just to get you to the point of meditation and chanting, which where you're using your own voice to elevate yourself. Um and sorry, I mean, I've just
1: forgotten your well, question. Well, was why was that? Why, you were was that, why, why did I choose? Tough. What was so particularly hard it's about tough. the session yes. that I went to? I could tell you, it was challenging. And my Type A personality came back in space. I'm gonna do this. I'm not mm. gonna give up. I'm not gonna quit. But it was like really, oh.
2: it was. You know, oh my <laughs> gosh! So there is a particular. There's nine thousand different sets of Kundalini, but there is a particular book. It is called the rebirthing series. Now, this has nothing to do with kind of birthing a life. It's more about rebirthing and clearing your subconscious so that you can go out into the world with a very clear, neutral mind. But it involves, like, we did a 30 minute chant, yeah. moving our arms. I mean, it is significantly longer postures, say, doing things for 10, 15 minutes. It was a two hour workshop. And I have to say, Of that entire book, I think this might have been the hardest one of those series. (laughs) And so Suzanne shows up and usually like, and please don't think this is, if you're going to join one of my classes online, I promise they are so fun and they're so elevating. But these workshops are, um, they're meant to be the toughest of the tough because you really are. It's all about cleaning out the garbage.
1: Well, I have to tell you afterwards definitely felt clear and free and relieved it was over. (laughs) I could see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, love, love when you bring out your sound instruments. And So you you just uh, spent a good deal of time in Sedona, and you even took some shaman training. And I love what you said before we started the show. I said, so are you a certified shaman now? Tell everybody what you said. Um, I Well, I would say that I have scratched
2: the surface of about 1%. The shaman who taught me said, if anyone tells you, they're a shaman, then I would run, you know, very quickly away from that person. (laughs) Because being a shaman, we all have the ability to connect with nature, our inner shaman, and be kind of, you know, in tune with the vibrations of the planet, of, you know, of the elements around us. But I think when we really think about training with a shaman, an indigenous person, be it with, you know, I was able to connect with um, elders from the Lakota and the Hopi tribes while I was in Sedona. The shaman I trained with for cacao, she had trained uh, specifically with shamans in South America. So I would say that I learned 1% of what it takes to be a shaman. And I can't imagine in this lifetime um, that I would ever feel up to that level, but it scratched it. It was so magical in terms of I told Suzanne, a lot of what I've done the past 10 years has been calming my mind and quieting my mind from everything that's going on externally, all of these inputs so that I could be more centered. The shamanism is helping me now to open up to all of really the wonders of nature and vibration and of this planet with
1: open eyes. Mm -hmm. So rather than the inward focus and outward focus as well. So a lot of uh, discord in the world right now and people are not there. They have dis-ease or unease uh, with uh, the COVID situation and other things going on. What are your best tools for dealing with that for anybody who's listening? Absolutely. And I think one of the key things
2: that you need to be able to do is just come back into your heart space. This is so This is so important. We are seeing so many people being driven by fear. It's causing um, so many um, challenging reactions. People are overly reactionary. Um, and I think the ability to calm the mind, to be able to... Really sit down and get back in touch with your heart and your truth where we can have understanding for people. I think this is a key thing, understanding one another, being less reactionary. So meditation is so important. I also think, though, you know, so many people are staying at home you want to make sure you're moving this we cannot underestimate the power of shifting energy in the body and i think just feeling strong of mind and body so tomorrow they can do a (laughs) Kundalini
1: session with candace online live absolutely
2: and if you sign up for my newsletter you'll see that on the website i do a free weekly meditation i just started it this week so every week you'll get i'm keeping it to five minutes so this is not overwhelming and we'll do everything from trying different breath work we'll do you're gonna you know try a little chanting just to give it a shot but um i want to just introduce all the different ways you could be creative with meditation to kind of get into this nice space so even if you're in the grocery store
1: you know and you're mad at the lady in front exactly you just you have this whole toolbox and just instantly access it i just cannot tell you again how I mean, you, I know you faced some real challenges this summer when your computer crashed and somebody hacked your accounts. We don't want to dig up that energy, but you handled that with beautiful equanimity. I'm not saying you didn't lose it. That's mm. the human side, but but came back in balance. It was admirable, and I know that's okay. the result of all of these tools. Mm. Yeah. So we talked at the beginning of the show how you had this successful career. It was all about success and and earning more money and being one of the, the top earners and how do you define success today?
2: Yeah, very, very differently. Um, I would say if you, I take what I've been working on and then the past six months as well, kind of, I think for a lot of people helped us to see our priorities. So all the things that I've learned have really, it's been solidified. I, Judge my success now really by a feeling in my heart. And I know this might sound very strange, but um, I, don't I think so. No, <laughs> I, I try and wake up every morning with a great big sense of gratitude for being alive and for having the opportunity to explore a new day. I really try and feel in my heart um, this sense of calm. I, you know, set an intention for the day success for me now is having time to spend with family it's teaching a beautiful class um having the opportunity to share what i do with other people um it's also finding faith um to be honest with you i, I mean that's success is finding faith that it will all work out that there is a divine plan um and it's when i feel connected um and I'll tell you what, I used to walk around, I can, I'm touching my solar plexus mm-hmm. right now because it was unsettled and success to me now is when I can walk in sit here with you and I feel whole and I feel, I get chills too, mm-hmm. and I feel connected. Um, and I know that I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that I can't explain it in monetary terms any longer and yes i mean i would i would be lying if i said these concerns are not valid in there you know I, i'm not a multi-millionaire that i don't i have to worry about it you know mm-hmm. i have to create a new path
1: but i'm i i, don't, I would say you don't worry about it, you just think about it right you just yeah. give it some thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and i do trust but you're not you are not a striver you're not striving anymore i don't feel that at all with I've you i've lo- lost my hustle i would say if you're striving for anything it's to reach more people and help them to find what you have found yes that thank you well we'll just let suzanne something no that's true
0: that's really true yeah
2: any final thoughts for everybody who's listening oh my goodness i just thank you so much for tuning in to, to to this beautiful show i have just loved being with Suzanne and becoming friends and just thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share this with everyone. Please contact me if you have any questions.
1: Yeah, I know you'll answer emails. And, and the the beautiful part is this is just the beginning, I hope, of many people coming to find you because you're just active, you're online, you're out there for everybody to get to know, and you're offering tools that all of us can use right now. Thank so you. everybody, soulfiresocial.com, visit regularly. She always has things going on, and so grateful to you, Candace. Thank I love you. you so love you so much. Thank I love you, you so all, soon. too. Thank you for joining us.